What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite personal development podcast. Uh, I am your host, the Cameron Lovelace, joined as always by the opinionated Dr. Sarah Lee Benson. Sarah, what's going on? Why I got to be opinionated? I am doing good, Sam. Because of the topic that we have today. I am doing good. I'm doing great. Mm. It's a, a great, 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 great mm-hmm. week going on. Uh, but I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. I just realized that we have been literally under quarantine for going on six months. I think like next week it'll be officially like six months since spring break happened. So it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, we, every time I go out now, I have to wear a mask, you know, I got to constantly make sure my hands are being washed, make sure I'm not touching stuff too much, making sure, okay, where's the hand sanitizer? Where's the hand sanitizer? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a bit crazy to me. Like I looked up today and thought about that was like, wow, like we really been going through a whole pandemic for over half a year now. We have. And you know, it's so crazy now that you talk about it. I just remember like our earlier podcast um, leading up to like the shutdown and just kind of how we was like, you know, what's really going on? What's up with the toilet paper? What's all these things? And now like, honestly, since we have been quarantined, it has really made me really just kind of evaluate life. It really just kind of realized that some of the things we were doing before we shut down was really the most. Like thinking about, and I can give you an example. So, you know, like since we've been quarantined, all of the stores have like changed their hours. And so most stores close at eight o'clock, right? Which is a very reasonable time. But then it makes you think like, what about when it was like 24 hours? Or like how Walmart and Target had come out saying that they're going to let their let their employees be off on Thanksgiving. That is such a big deal. Right. As somebody who worked at Walmart during Thanksgiving, a few years back when I was living in Tulsa, I worked overnight during law school. I'm sorry. Um, it's it's crazy. Like, you don't get to spend time with your family. You don't get to enjoy Thanksgiving because you have to be at work. But now it's like, I feel like even though we have been in a, in a pandemic and certain things have happened, I feel like we have been given a break to kind of enjoy life a little bit more. It makes That's you true. slow down. Like, you really truly have to slow down because you can't really go out as much. People are going out in nature, being at the park. We're being more proactive and, you know, the time that we spend with people, we're being, we're, we're becoming more connected to other people. Mm-hmm. Because before, you could just kick it and, you know, do whatever. And so, but you still have the people who have not taken it seriously, which is why we're still in a pandemic six months down the line we still in the first wave we ain't even hit the second wave and the rest of the world is like going back to more normal things and we're Mm -hmm. still trying to get people to wear a mask you know we still trying to get people (laughs) to i think i I think there's more consensus to wear a mask well let me say in our neck of the woods let me not let me not let me not uh, speak for the rest of the United States, but in our neck of the woods, people seem to be having some sort of mask or facial covering, you in know, Tennessee. to go to go handle their business. Yes, come over to cross state line where I can't. Well, we you know. Not, I can't 
you not? We decided to go. So we decided for my, br- my brother, my dad's birthday was Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so my baby brother, he always complains about we don't really celebrate him because of my daddy. So, right, I know. He Jealous. always like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it has to suck to have your birthday, huh? Like his 16th and my dad's 50th were like on the same day. So it's like, it kind of oh. sucks to have like milestone birthdays with like your dad. So for his birthday this year, my parents went to Biloxi. And so I told my baby brother, I was like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, I, I want to celebrate you. I want to do something. And he was like, I don't know. So I was like, well, we'll go eat. So we ended up going to this restaurant in South Haven. Brand new restaurant. It's really nice. Now the restaurant was, they're doing everything they're supposed to do, right? So got to have a mask, six feet apart, all that good stuff, right? The amount of people who walked in that restaurant without a mask. Because I sat there and, I, and then and then they let us sit in the, they let us wait in there. Like in Texas, you can't sit in the restaurant. You have to sit in your car until they text you or buzz you to come mm-hmm. into your table. Um, I will say the restaurant did do every other table, which was good. So like every other table was available. But the amount of people that walked in that building that did not have on a mask, it's like they walked in like it was nothing. And I'm like, y'all, we in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what pandemic? we already taking a risk being here, let alone... Yeah, I want to come in here, but it's like it's like that in a lot of in a lot of stores, a lot of places in Mississippi. Um, we were, I will say this, I did, I did do something. I went to the nail shop Saturday. It's my first time going to get my nails done. They months. got the little plexiglass in front. <laughs> yes. So the nail shop has the plexiglass. Like literally, like every ten minutes, I felt like this little dude was walking up cleaning. Like I, mm-hmm. I would watch hey. him. Like, hey. like every ten minutes, he's cleaning. This lady walked in. She had a little girl with her. Little girl, maybe three. The little girl didn't have on a mask. The mom did. Mm-hmm. The worker was like, she got to put on a mask. And she was like, well, she doesn't like to. They was like, she got to put on a mask. You got to go. Period. And the mom was like, well, come on, baby, you got to put this mask on. Right. <laughs> Because she was trying to say, well, she doesn't like the mask. And they was like, well, she got to put it on. Or she got to go. And so the lady put the mask on the baby. And the little girl kept it on. So now I'm like, well, if she going to yep. keep it on, yep. she can wear it out. But yeah, so hopefully the people will get it together so that we can spend the holidays with our friends and family. Man. I think, I think, man, me and Spark had a conversation today. I think we're just going to call it because we had planned on bringing her, bringing her parents here. Okay. For, for oh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. But yeah. at like at the rate that the country is going, they, they act like if you travel from the U.S., you got the bubonic plague. <laughs> so uh, I'm just like, you know Jamaica? what? Huh? You talking about over in Jamaica? I'm talking about Jamaica, Bahamas, uh, everywhere else in the world, except for, I think, Mexico. Which I heard they probably finna shut us down to. Which I hate for the people. That's the one place everybody's been able to uh, vacation is in Mexico. Because it's the only place that will let us come. (laughs) Right. So I'm just like, you know, we might need to just call it a wrap and then just double down for next year. So... Yeah. We're gonna see how that goes. Not to not to start off this podcast off a sober topic, but I just I just had to reflect and I was like, dang, it's really been six months since we've been 
uh, quarantine, which means we ain't did no in-person podcast for like six months. Yeah, I haven't seen you. I've not seen you in person right. since early March. Right. So. Like right before. Oh, man. It was right before. It was either right after I came from my cruise or before. It was like right after. Right after was the last time I saw you. Which shout out to my me and my line sisters playing our cruise when we did. I think we the last group of people who like went on cruises. <laughs> they got to go travel before everything shut down. But I feel like like one of my friends and we can move on was saying that she thinks they're gonna do another shutdown, which I was like, I don't think they're gonna do another like full shutdown because it was so crazy when they did and like people just uh, I don't think they're going to do another shutdown because if they do do another shutdown, they have to get these checks out quickly. And yeah. they are not getting these checks out quickly. So, Because it's an election year. I mean, of course that is. That's always hanging out in the background, which if you listen to this, make sure you're registered to vote. And uh, uh, I would encourage you to vote early so you do not have to stand in line. Unfortunately for me and my Mississippi listeners, there is no early voting for us, and we have to go to the polls. On election day. So, okay, you can do absentee. I take that back. So if you are a Mississippi person and you want to vote early, you can do absentee, but you have to physically go to the courthouse and do it, and you have to do it, I think it's either a week or two weeks before election day. So you can do it. You ha- you'll have to fill out the paperwork, absentee. Mm-hmm. and another affidavit you have to physically go and turn it in this isn't something that you can mail in so that was before quarantine like you have to physically go to the uh, courthouse to turn it in other than that you'll be there we'll be there november 3rd all right shout out to them all right so let's go ahead and get into the topic for today so today's topic was inspired by a somewhat current event that is happening in the in the media um for those of you who are uh hip-hop heads you know you may or may not know that dr dre uh is going through divorce with his wife very sad um of 24 years nicole young all right uh, they're going through a, a very public divorce right now. Um, but part, the thing, the thing that's eye-popping, because, you know, we normally, we, we normally wouldn't talk about this. The thing that is eye-popping um, really to me is that she is asking uh, for spousal support. Now, mind you, like, let's back it up. So they've been married for, 20, for 24 years. Uh-huh. They got, I believe they got four kids. One, two, three, four, five. They got four? Five, they got five kids. Five children. Are they all by her? Did she birth five kids? They all have the last name Young. I'm not 100% sure on that fact because one is 38. So yeah, it can't. two of them can't be hers because unless they just was was dating for 10 plus years. Right. Um, so two of them, no. How old are the other three? 38, 37, 29, 23, and 19. I want to so, say the 23 and maybe the last two. Maybe, maybe the last three. Maybe the last three are hers. Well, nevertheless, all the kids are over the age of 18. Okay. And three of the five are grown grown, 29 and up. Okay. So they 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 are age or if not older. So 
the like but like i said the thing that is eye-popping about this is that she is requesting two million dollars a month in spousal support now the reason why i started off by saying sarah's very opinionated about this because sarah strongly believes that she deserves everything that she could ask for i disagree with that but um whether you are on this side of the field or this or the other side i just had to just point out it's like bro when are when do like people have a tendency to depend on others like so so much and not like make a move and not necessarily in the in the and i'm not saying specific in this instance is divorce because you can have whatever opinion you want but people have a tendency to not make moves on their own strictly because they're depending on other people and my thing is when are you going to be your own savior and i'm not talking about jesus like jesus will forever be my savior but when when am i going to take ownership and say okay i need to go make some more money so i need to either start a business or i need to get a second job or i need to go find some extra income of my own when am i going to say okay i'm hurt mentally emotionally i got issues i am going to go stop i'm going to stop blaming the people that hurt me and i'm going to go enroll myself in therapy you know what i'm saying i am healthy i am unhealthy i have high blood pressure i have heart disease i have this when am i going to take ownership and say you know what i'm going to start making healthy decisions i'm going to exercise regularly i'm going to fix my diet i'm going to take my insulin shots i'm going to i'm going to do what i need to do when are when when am i going to get to the point to where you know what it's on me and it's on me to do the things that i want to do and to do things that i need to do to get the result that i need and it it just it it, it kind of gets me when people are very like dependent upon other people and well, yeah a different situation though like mm-hmm. kind of different from i said wouldn't wouldn't this like this dr trey and nicole wouldn't this situation be a little bit different from the examples that you gave and the reason why i say that is so when you get married there is a level of dependence that comes so it's like it's like you're interdependent upon each other i think that's the word i want to use so it's like when you get married like he's depending on her she's depending on him and so they're both giving to the situation in whatever way that they give and so we all know that it's different ways of giving it's different ways of depending on the person so it could be that although she didn't have the billions of dollars that he he eventually got because when she got him, he wasn't billion dollar Dre. Right. They this is true. Right. He wasn't billion dollar Dre. He was just got off of death row, maybe still at death row, figuring it out, Dre. Right. So mm-hmm. who's to say that when they met, she wasn't the primary breadwinner, right? Like who's to say that she wasn't at that point? putting more into it financially and maybe he was more on the spiritual mental side and maybe she's on the physical side but as they grew it's 24 years of marriage mm-hmm. he became billion dollar dre right he mm-hmm. became Dre, right he became all of these things and so who's to say that she was just solely like 
dependent upon him and he wasn't depending on her as well. Like, I think this situation is a little bit different because I feel like after 24 years, three kids, mm. I didn't know she had three kids. That even adds more to it because that's three times I put in your body through a lot to bring life into this world. And on top of that, being the emotional support, being this, you know, all of these different roles that she's had to play. I don't, I don't see this situation as, well, she was just solely dependent upon him and now she got to, she need to go out there and get a job or something. I see it as these are two people who was married. <coughs> Excuse me. These are two people who were married. Uh, there was some sort of agreement, some sort of something that was, had taken place at some point. And now they're no longer, they've decided not to be married. And I feel like she deserves everything she want to get. Because, you know, we don't know what he was behind closed doors. We don't know what this lady had to deal with. We don't know any of those things. And she has a lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to. So I believe that, yes, we should, you know, take care of ourselves and we should, you know, try to be the best that we can be. But I also believe that in this situation, um, specific, specifically with them, uh, I don't think it's absurd that she's asking for this amount of money for spousal support. I don't think it is. Because like I said, we don't know the full gist of the story we don't know what she's put into this she might be the one who bought the first beats by dre or bought the design for it or the pad for it you know sarah, what i stop mean it. sarah sarah stop it <laughs> sarah stop it I didn't, let, I, didn't, I didn't let you talk i didn't let you talk. i didn't let you say some some commonplace things but this, that right there now stop it no that's not it i mean what what i'm saying i'm, I'm just saying use it as an example as after 24 years of marriage we really don't know the deep impact that she's had here and that she's had in his life, that she's had in their family's life. Um, we don't know. We really don't know the roles or the things that were played. And so I don't think it's absurd for her to ask for that amount. Of money. I mean, he got a billion dollars. He's a billion dollars, right? Like, I'm pretty sure he can afford $2 million a month for her. And it's probably won't even put a dent in the amount of money that he got. Here, here, and and here's my thing. Well, here's number one. This situation is not the norm, uh, right. normal situation here, right. because, like, if we're talking about people who are middle, hell, lower, middle, and upper class, <laughs> and you're talking about uh, a situation where it's like this, yes, I get that. Of course, the wife traditionally, you know, take care of the kids. And, and th if this is like that type of situation where the husband goes out and works so that he can take care of the kids, they built, you know, they built something together, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. This ain't that though. This is like, th this, 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 ain't, this ain't that because this is, a, this is a person who was very, very affluent and has been affluent for quite some time. Because even when I think, yes, because I'm pretty sure like when NWA, like, even like when NWA took off, like I'm pretty sure like they were like more than financially taken care of. It's no. when like, huh? You don't know the story. So the only person who when NWA, when NWA came on the scene and took off, the only person who was really like making money was Eazy-E and their manager. 
Like Dre and them, like basically got scraps. So that's why he gotcha. really left. Right. But I'm saying I'm saying like they built but I'm saying like they built the brand of NWA together though. So that the they group? could yes, like the group together. So that when he and Q did leave, they were able to stand up on their own. They they said, you know what, I'm gonna take ownership of my own self. You ain't you ain't treating me right no more. I'm sitting, we supposed to be making this money together. We supposed to be building this together and you ain't treating me right. So I can't depend on you no more. So I'm going to save myself because I got kids coming up. I got a wife at home. So I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to go do my thing because I know I'm talented and I know I have gifts. I know I have things to go out and do into the world. But in this type of situation, I, I mean, I get, of course, that there are situations where the woman, of course, will handle the foundation. So that when you right. do take off, I get all that. But after 24 years, you mean to tell me that it, it's, it's out of question for me to just give you a check for 300 million, 400 million, and you go your way and I go my way? You, don't, you took care of my kids already very well. It probably still takes you, you've held you held it down when I work with the countless producers. You held down the you held down the fort, you held down the kids. I I respect all that. But you telling me I can't just write you a check. Like I gotta continuously write you a check. And then the, the TMZ breakdown that don't make it better. Well, we don't know if that's true. I don't I'm gonna I, let y'all I'm gonna let y'all look that up. But it's it, the breakdown of it is is like ridiculous. Regard, I feel like regardless of if he's writing one check or a check each month, like I still agree that if if this is the person she's been with for twenty four years, this is the life they've been leading for twenty four years, and and he's taking care of her for this long, and just all of those things, I don't see anything wrong with him continuing that support. Now, if she meets somebody and gets remarried, then I can say okay. He doesn't need to do anything because she's remarried. She's with somebody else. She going, let me tell you something. She finna live her best life. She right, going to go date whoever she wants, sleep whatever she wants, go wherever she wants, buy as much clothes as she so. wants. She going to do it. And she has every right to do that. Right. But right. I I personally just don't believe that he should be putting the bill for that. Like, I if, think if, if, you, if, you are multi, if you are mutually, I've been taking care of you, doing whatever you want, like, i letting you get whatever you want all that good stuff and outside of the house because I, I get you may not want to move you may not want to do all the things but mm -hmm. when it, when you guys are mutually deciding to end your lives together mm -hmm. I, I think I think at that point you should just okay I'm gonna give you your, I'm gonna give you your just do here's here's matter of fact you could even say here's your percentage of the company like here, like here, you got, you got equity here. We can, you got equity. Cause this is, this is how much your percentage is worth here. Here's your, here's your piece of the pie for helping me build this, for helping me make that billion dollar deal with Apple. Like here, here's, here's your just do go forth and be great. You telling me, you tell me she couldn't, you tell me she couldn't say, you know what? After 24 years going all over the world, Raising five plus five, three three kids for sure, maybe five kids. I can't go out and do my own thing. Without but who's you? to say she's not trying? 
do that. Like, who's to say this two million a month isn't her just due? Like, what what if that's her just due? Because to be honest, I'm be real. I'm be real with you. If I was married to him after 24 years and we're getting divorced after all the stuff that we've heard about, after all the stuff that we know about him, I'd have been asking for way more than two million a month. This is gonna be real with you. It'd have been way more than that. So who's to say that this two million isn't oh. her uh, just due? Maybe this is her just due. Maybe this is like, you know what? I'm gonna just take this two million and I'm gonna go about my business. And maybe she's gonna take this money to start her own thing. Maybe that's what she's gonna use it for. Maybe this is her just due. Cause I'm be honest, I'd ask for way more. I'd ask for way more than two Look, million. I, like I said, I, I have no issue with just cutting a check. Here, here's your check. Here's your equity in the company. Go forth and do your own thing. You do your you do your thing, and I'm gonna do mine. If it don't have nothing to do with the kids, I don't need to talk with you. And I right. and and I have to say that I have to, I come from that perspective because of my own personal experience with divorce in my parents. Because when my when my folks got divorced, like my mom didn't ask my dad for anything. Like, here, you can, I mean, you can, I, I was 16 at the time, like two years of child support. Okay, you can do child support to help out, you know, with bills and stuff. But after that, nah, we don't need, I don't need you no more. I, I had my, my mom had her own PhD. She had experience running a business. She had extra income on top of her main hustle coming out. She knew how to take ownership and say, you know what, I'm going I'm to make this work. Like without the stress, the headache of dealing with her ex. And so that, that's why my, my viewpoint of this and really like this, this topic of being your own hero is that you have, the thing, you have everything within you to, to go out and make something happen. And, and obviously I'm not talking about no kids, nobody that is uh, not grown. I'm talking about if you grown, grown, you have everything within you. You got the internet, which is an abundance of information that you can go figure out how to start something. You can go back and go to school at a community college, make it work. You can get help from your family. You can get help from nonprofit organizations. Like at some point, we as human beings have to be empowered and go out and, and take ownership of our life and save ourselves. Because here's the thing, because here, because here's the thing, nobody's going to take care of you like you can take care of you. Nobody. I agree with you. I was going to say, maybe this whole divorce is her making that decision. Maybe this is her saying, you know what, I spent the last 24 years of my life here, it's not working. And instead of staying in a situation that's not going to benefit me or is not going to help me grow, maybe this is, maybe this is her decision to go but also while she's leaving she still wants to be able to keep up the lifestyle that she had because i believe that's something she worked for uh because she put in 24 years and so maybe she's going to take this money and go do something maybe she's going to go back to school maybe she's going to start a business maybe she's going to do something you know that's how that's how i kind of view this as maybe this was her decision to be like you know what it's time for me to do something for myself. Like I've spent 24 years here. I've raised pretty much five kids. Cause even though she probably didn't birth the first two, I'm pretty sure those children were in their lives. 
um, she's probably given, if anything, she's probably given of herself for the last 24 years. She's given herself in marriage. She's given herself to the children. She's literally like probably built her life around this person, um, which is totally fine. I mean, she was there. She's been there since he got out of NWA. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's been there because they dated for a while, I think, before they end up getting married. So even before they even got married, they were dating. Um, maybe this is her time to go do that. Maybe she recognized that, you know what, I need to go on, I need to do this. Uh, yeah, maybe this is her time. Uh, I hear you on that piece, but I can't I can't write that off because that I don't want I don't want people to misinterpret the piece of, you know what? I want to do I want to do this, but I have to maintain my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I want to do this, but I have to I have I to make sure. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't cut you off. So let me talk here <laughs> now. You listen here, Doctor Benson. <laughs> but I don't I don't want people to 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 look at their experience and say, you know what? I I'm not. I have to depend on this person because I want my lifestyle to be this way. I have to depend on this because it's going to make me uncomfortable. I have to depend on these other people, whether it be parents, whether it be a spouse, whether it be, you know, your friends, whether it be, you know, whoever it is that these people are dependent on, it's going, it's going to inconvenience you automatically to not depend on this person anymore, like off the rip. But that is still not an excuse to hold yourself back to go forth and take, take ownership of your own life. It's going to be... be Going through the uncomfortable phase is a part of the process. Let me tell you something. As a married man, like leaving and cleaving, that that process ain't always smooth. Right. Like leaving and cleaving from your family, picking your spouse over your family when it when like really tough times come, like that 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 transition is not always smooth for everybody. Now for me, it has been, but that's because my 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 family knows like that like the principle of leaving and cleaving. So mm-hmm. when, when we take ownership of our own life, it is going to be uncomfortable, but it is through the uncomfort that you experience growth and that you experience that, that never say die mentality. Like I'm going to, to go out and take the blows and go out and get my hustle on and get my, get my grind on, build my businesses, build that. And I just don't believe that people should use that as an excuse. I'm not saying that Whatever her situation is, that's that's her situation. But for the commonplace people, right? Don't do not use that as an excuse to to hold yourself back. Like, do not use that that comfortable. I want to be comfortable. Like, nah. Maybe you have to go sit. Maybe you have to go to a studio apartment for for a little bit mm-hmm. while you get back and go to school. Maybe maybe you have to go back to school. Maybe you have to make some adjustments to your life. But it's in those making those adjustments that not only you start to value the experiences, because once you're on the other side, you can say that, you know what, if I hadn't been through this experience, I wouldn't be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't had to make these sacrifices on my own with just me and God, then I wouldn't appreciate where I am now. I wouldn't learn the, the different skills, the lessons, everything that I need to learn now. And so I, I, I can't, like, I, I hear you, Sarah, like, she's a very, this might be, this might be her just do. 
But right. I but I cannot write off for the commonplace listener because everybody listening to ain't Nicole Young. Right. I agree. And, and I, for those I, people I listening to this, I, I have to say that you you guys have to not be afraid of that uncomfort. Don't be afraid of the difference. Don't be afraid of the change. Don't be afraid of what's the unknown. Don't be afraid of that. Cause it's it's going through that that's going to make you stronger. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree, like, for everybody else, I agree. Um, and I think this is a very extreme case. This is completely different. I mean, the only other case that I could think yeah, of as extremely extreme, extreme is uh, the guy who owns Amazon, him and his that wife. You know, his wife got out, like, a, billions of dollars in the divorce. Oh, yeah, she she got her billion in Kevin Push. Right. She got money. So, like, people like that are only what I can think of that some of these things will fit to. But no, I agree with you that we shouldn't allow um, being uncomfortable stop us from going and reaching our dreams. And like I said before, this could be her justice. Oh, no. This might be her opening a new chapter in her life. Which it is a new chapter because divorce is a new thing. Like it's a new everything um, across the board. And this is like the only thing she's known for 24 years. You know, so it is going to take time for her to figure it out. Um, but I just still stand on the fact that I think she still get her money. And this is probably her just did. Even though I vehemently <laughs> disagree. <laughs> I I I must I have to always I also have to always caveat this with regardless of if it's been twenty five twenty almost twenty five years fifty years five years however long it's been if you are in a position to where you are not old decrepit disabled any of the point where you physically cannot go out and do something do not be afraid to go out and and make something happen on your own because like. All right, off, off Dr. Dre and his ex-wife. We ain't, talk, we ain't talking about that. We talking about you, the commonplace woman, you, the commonplace man who, is, who has been so dependent upon your parents, who's been so dependent upon other, another person. Like, do you not realize that your destiny literally lives and dies with this person? Like quite, quite literally, I personally can, I am not comfortable with giving a person that much power over my life. I agree. And that much, that much control over my life. If something happens to this person, then I'm, I'm messed. I'm screwed. Yeah. Like I I, I can't, mm -mm, I can't, I can't sleep well at night doing that. I got, I got people counting on me. Mm -hmm. I'm counting on, I'm counting on Sparkle to produce, Sparkle counting on me to produce. I can't come here and say, uh, sorry, sorry, like they didn't they didn't do what they need to do. Like, okay, bro, you need to go out and make something happen. <laughs> like, period. And so I, I for for the people who are who are listening to this, you have to have to like you have to start with, okay, I you have to make a decision to 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 take ownership like you got you got to look at it going back to it is what it is our podcast a couple of weeks ago you have to acknowledge that the, the the circumstances of your life are what they are now it's time to say okay 
now it's time to make this change. I'm I'm finna make this, I'm finna make this strip the switch. And I'm finna do, okay, what needs to be done? Okay, boom, do this. All right, boom, do that. Okay, boom, do this. All right, make the list first and then start going after the list. Like it's okay. it's not it's not hard. It can be scary though. Yeah, it it, it can. Uh, I was gonna say that I actually lived that. You know, I've talked on this podcast before about my experience with my ex, how I made decisions based off of him. Mm-hmm. Ended up in Tulsa, and we were broken up two months after that. And I was, you know, I was in a literal physical location where I had nothing and nobody, yep. and I had to figure it out. You know, and it, it was very uncomfortable. Because you do have to come to a place where you have to make a decision. Do you stay in this space with this person and be miserable? Or do you face the unknown? And the unknown is scary. I think, I think a lot of people are afraid of the unknown, honestly. Okay. I think that, which is the reason why they kind of stay in certain places. They stay in these dependable positions. Mm-hmm. Because at least, I know for me, one of the thoughts I had before I had got to a place where I was ready to break up with him was that at least I have somebody or at least he's helping me or at least he's doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those were the excuses that I would, that I would play in my head after mm-hmm. every argument, every time he was, you know, verbally abusive, like those were the things that I would say, well, at least I have somebody or at least he's here. Or when I move, you know, at least I know somebody here not really realizing that, I was afraid of the unknown. I was afraid of the what if, you know, but you have to get to a place where your your desire to be better outweighs the fear of the unknown. You, you have to, you have to, in order for you to truly grow and blossom and, and be all that you can be, that, that yeah. part of your process has to happen. I agree. You just gotta take that leap. You take that leap of faith and just believe that it's going to turn out better than what you already get. Right, but that the, the and and I think that is a, a huge piece of it as well. The piece that, well, like we 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 start playing like things in our minds. We start mm-hmm. telling ourselves, like you said, oh well, at least I got somebody. Oh mm-hmm. well, I'm good where I'm at. Uh, Oh, it's not so bad. Like we we start to tell ourselves, my mind starts playing tricks on me. But nah, you you need to listen. If you're if if you're going through this right now, I want you to go out to somewhere that's a neutral spot, whether it's a park, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's whatever, and really take stock of your situation. Like look at it in black and white and really see like what is going on here and is this going in the direction that i want it to go into yeah and and once you realize that it's not and once you realize that you know what you got to realize your part in in this because that's really the only part that you can't control and in in any relationship any business transaction anything that you got going on you literally I, I I'm not Professor X. I can't I can't I can't control I can't control this other person. So you can only take stock and you can only take an interest in what you are bringing to the situation. 
and if you are choosing to continue it or not. Like even like uh, among the other things that we talked about on this on this episode on this podcast episodes, you know, when we're talking about business, when we're talking about working with family, when we're talking about being in a relationship, you have to take you have to take your you have to own up to your own part of the situation. And if that part of your situation is not able to stand on their own leg, is is completely dependent on this, then my friend, you have a problem. And only you can fix it. I agree. <clears throat> I wholeheartedly agree with you. But man, and I don't know. I don't really. I don't really understand. And this is this is really mind-boggling to me. I mean, obviously, person by person, when I have a client in front of me and she and he or she is walking through what has got them to this point, I get it. But as a as a whole, I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get where people start to just depend on like other people like that where they start to to look at it from a perspective of you know what I can't I cannot leave this bad situation because of I need this person who is very well, toxic or involved me in my life it's not something that happens like it's something that's like a gradual thing so it's not something that just happens overnight where you meet somebody or you meet people like, you know what, I got to depend on them. Like, honestly and truthfully, like, it's really something that happens gradually. And majority of the time, the person who's the provider, in a sense, um, it becomes a power thing for them. So it's like they feel like, OK, I got to provide for this person. So this person's going to listen to me. And so it, it literally becomes this dynamic where the person who's having to depend on the other person really and truly gets in this mindset of this mind frame that, you know, this, that this is it, you know, there's no telling what the other person has said or how they have treated their person. Um, and I can only speak from my experience that it became something that was very gradual, something that um, I know, when we first started talking, I was not, I was a very independent person, a very free thinker person. Like uh -huh. you couldn't have told me anything that, you know, I was going to do it by myself. Right. And so, but as we got together and as we would do things, he would begin to show up in certain places. And so it became like, oh, okay, I can depend on you. Like you'll, you'll show up here or you'll help me here. But then it got to a place to where, it was almost as if him being there or him providing um, also came with the bad things. And it was almost as if he justified the bad for him being the provider. And so a lot of these times people find themselves in these situations where you do kind of shut off everybody else. Right. So I did um, like some of the people who I was friends with, I distanced myself from them because that person didn't like them, right? So anybody who would have been contrary to what he was saying, he made sure I got rid of them. So it's like I'm literally being surrounded and just literally being just bombarded with just this person. And so it, it becomes a gradual thing. It's not, it's not something that happens overnight, but like when you're in those type of situations, you just have to get to a place in a position where the hope of better or knowing that better is out there begins mm -hmm. to outweigh the fear that you're feeling. Yeah. Because I know yeah. for me, 
the thought would come across my mind, but I was in such a bad mental space that I really and truly just didn't, I really and truly thought that that was it. You know, I really truly thought that, but it wasn't, but you know, of course I got out of it, but I'm pretty sure for other people, it's a gradual process as well. It, it sounds like your environment was slowly but surely 100% controlled by this person. Yeah. And it was something, it was small things. Like it wasn't nothing that was like, oh, you can't talk to this person or, oh, you can't do this. It would be in like conversations like, oh, well, you know, I really don't like certain things. So I'm like, okay, well, I just want to do that. You know, and, and I'm free willing making this decision, not thinking like that's controlling, right? I'm like, oh, I just want to do that. You know, or, oh, I just won't say that. Or I won't go to that place. Or I won't talk to this person. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that person is like this. You know, yeah, that person is like that, right? Not really realizing that it was like a slow and gradual control thing. Right. And it happens to a lot of people. Like a lot of people get in those type of situations and don't even realize it. I was about to say, I can very easily see that happening to uh, a child and a parent. Yeah. Like because of you have you have a grown you have a grown adult male or 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 female that's constantly listening to their mother or father and mm-hmm. will not make a single move uh, for themselves yeah because you get to this place where you want to please that person right mm-hmm. and then don't get me started on the type of situations where people will use their religion you know Oh, to absolutely. be that oh, influence like well if you don't listen to me you're going to go against god right and unless you have experienced god for yourself or have like your own relationship you'll really begin to believe that oh my god i have to listen to this person or i have to do this a certain way or god is not going to be pleased with me and and you know and people get like it, we can go down a rabbit hole <laughs> when are you going to start listening to god for yourself instead of depending on the pastor or the preacher or whatever person or of leadership whoever. to tell you what God is telling you yeah. in your life. I know plenty and, uh, of people. And, mm-hmm. I know plenty of people to this day. There are a bunch of women out here who are single because they are waiting for somebody, pastor, preacher, whoever, to be like, oh, that's the one. Or maybe they'll bring this person thinking they'll be like, oh no, that's the one. Oh no, not this person, not this person. Not really realizing that the Lord will tell you too like what to do there there is a place for the pastor to speak to the herd there is a place where sometimes the prophet will speak to the sheep directly Mm -hmm. however you can speak to god for yourself you you can you can read your bible yourself you can listen you can pray yourself you can praise just you don't need the praise team to go up and worship you don't need somebody else to get an experience god with the holy spirit with jesus you you don't have to go through another person another human being to get to god and and so that's why I'm telling you, you don't need this other person to get to your blessing. You don't. Now, if that person is rocking with you and they willing to help you get the blessing, all right, cool, I'm all for it. But you do not need this person. <clears throat> you do not need this person to hand you your blessing. And, and when it gets to that point, that's when you have a problem. Like when it gets to the point where you are, when this person literally has a hold over you, 
like literally you are hold like you're holding back your own self because of this person. See, I didn't got mad. Um, you, you, you literally holding yourself back. You are literally holding yourself hostage. You got, you, you giving them the key to your shackles. Yeah. And you, I think you, people realize how you can literally put yourself in bondage in these types of situations. I don't think people realize that because honestly, like, they they really and truly believe that this is the person that God sent here. I need to listen to this person. This person hears. This person knows. Not even realizing that you you can hear and know too, and you know, and and people will go against what God tells them because it might be something different than what this person is saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, but it's a but, here, but I, I I think it I think it. It, it strongly, strongly, strongly takes a great appreciation of yourself. Yeah. In self, in self, I don't know, self-efficacy, self-affirmation. One of those self-words. I can't, I can't think of it right now. Self-awareness, really. It's just self-awareness and self-belief. So believing, believing in yourself and believing that you are fully capable and able to make the right decisions and fully capable and able to live your own life and fully capable and able to be the best person that you can be um, without having to constantly go get reassurance from certain people. Like it and really- And even if it doesn't, and even if it doesn't work out right, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. I'm you have still to gonna, I'm, mm-hmm. Because I, I promise you there are people out here who will tell you some things about yourself and you're like, wait a minute, God didn't tell me that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe the Lord said that, you know, because I can think of some situations I've been in personally where I'm like, mm, I ain't hear that. That ain't what the Lord said. That ain't what the Lord said, you know, and, and there's some people out here that will be like, you know what, I'm just going to ride along with it. I'm just going to ride along. And not really realizing that we can make idols out of people and not really realize that. Like when you get to the place where you are more concerned with what another person has to say about your life than what God has to say, that's mm-hmm. a problem. That's a problem. But I don't think we get, I think it's something that's so like subtle that people will miss that that's a problem. Right. And that's why you got to constantly like be, you got to constantly be in environments like this, like environments where you, where you're constantly building yourself, where you're around people who want their the best for you and will tell you when something's like, something ain't right. I don't, I ain't telling you what to do, but I don't know if this is a good look for you based on what, what you're saying that you want for yourself. I agree. It is so, it's so vital to be in that. And, and I mean that that goes back to what you were saying is that he essentially said, nah, they're not they're not good for you. They're this, they're that. I'm not comfortable or or maybe he says something, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with you, you hanging mm-hmm. out with them anymore. I just I, I think they're they're not good people or they're not people I want you to hang around or things like that. And he he and you literally is controlling the the environment, the thoughts, the emotions of the entire person. And if you have somebody in your life that is doing that to you, I, on behalf of everybody who has, who has escaped, I'm telling you, run, run away. You need to and, 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 and go make, 
your version of the good life in the in the best way that you know how and it might be rough it, it, you might go through a time where you have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. it it might be scary it it might even be horrible for a time but i guarantee you it's better than where you're at because you get to decide what your life looks like you okay. get to decide what you're going to do with your life you get to decide how fat how high you jump how fast you run and you ain't got to depend on uh somebody else to tell you what to do with your life i agree I agree. Gotta stop. Gotta start looking for those for that. Insert. Stop looking for those handouts. Which is why, me personally, I just have to say, I I gotta say it. I had to stop waiting on these stimulus checks. Oh, sure. the second the second I stimulus check. My first stimulus check, I used to pay the IRS back. You you did pay the IRS back, but they they they've been saying the second one's been coming for three four five months now oh the check ain't coming exactly so like listen to me the, the check don't stop waiting on the check go. go out and stimulate your own bank account with an idea with do a business with a partnership with some do with extra income so we we have we have to take ownership we gotta we gotta make we have to save ourselves. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like a, a sermon series that I feel like I've heard in the past, like that was based on that topic. Basically, we got to save ourselves and stop depending on others. But we, we have to, we have to do what is best for ourselves. And if that means, you know what, I'm gonna get out and I'm not gonna take this two million dollars. I'm gonna go make my own two million dollars. I'm gonna make my own two million. Then I'm gonna go do that. Sarah, <laughs> or you could just take without the, without Dr. Dre's signature on it. Child, that stuff is gonna go straight through them lawyers. She ain't gonna uh, have to. Oh yeah, for sure. She gonna have to pay the lawyer feedback. But I, I am still wondering: Does this mean that he initiated the support the the divorce? Who? Dr. Dre. Because I mean, if you really don't want nothing to do with nobody, you're not you're not trying to take nothing from them. Maybe that's just me because I ain't. I think that's just me. something. These women, every woman, like these last few years of these divorces with these high powered divorces with these men who get all this money, these ladies been getting their money. Like, look at the Amazon lady. Her husband was straight cheating on her. And she came out with a couple billion. Like, a lot of these people hey. come out that's- with, like, money like regardless if they don't want to fool with them no more they getting their money especially the That's, ones that have a lot of money they well, i guess in that case i guess in that case it doesn't matter who initiates it because i was saying that if he said i don't want to be married to you no more and she was like okay well I, i'm gonna need that i'm gonna need that uh i'm gonna need that money then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna need that that portion of uh of beats that you got from apple yeah i'm gonna need mm-hmm. a little bit of that I mean, I think that's why a lot of like high powered couples, not saying a lot of them, but I think that some of them, some of the reasons why they do stay married is because they probably didn't have a prenuptial agreement before they got married and they probably came into their money. And it's like, it's probably gonna be cheaper to literally keep her here. And so like a lot of these people do stay together because 
it's probably what cost them way more money if they got a divorce because they know the wife is going to take it. Especially, I think California is a community state. It's a community property state too. So there's so many like layers to this. Um, I personally don't think it matters who initiated the divorce in some of these cases. I think that sometimes the women do. Because think about Tiger Woods and his ex-wife. Tiger came out. You know, it came out when he was messing with all the women. He messed with multiple women. Like, it was bad, bad. Talking about Tiger the Rapper? No, Tiger Woods, the golf player. Oh. oh. Remember? Remember his? He came out. He came out that he had been having all the affairs. My God, Tiger was not the same. She, uh, She got a few million from that. And I think she initiated it. And came out with a few million. I mean, also her kids, their kids That's were true. young as well. So that also played a factor into it. But like a lot of these people who are like these billionaires, millionaires, some of these women just be tired of the cheating and stuff. And so, but like I said, I don't know who initiated this. I do know if he is anything like Michelle said he was, two million is not enough. Who is who is Michelle? Who is this? You know who Michelle is? The singer. Something no in my idea heart. Cam. She had a whole. So after Straight Outta Compton came out, mm-hmm. um, she was missing. For, they didn't put her in the story, and she was actually one of like the budding factors of helping them NWA get their stuff. So like a lot of the songs back then, like the female singers, it was her. So she sang on Easy E's track. She sang on Tupac's track once Dre left. And so um, she sang on one of Dre's other early groups that he had. The um, I think it's Two Live Wrecking Crew. I don't know if you ever heard of them. She sang on their track. She was his girlfriend, but he was beating on her. Like mm. literally beating the living daylights out of her. And so she she's actually the mother of one of his kids. And so she also, in a weird twist of events, uh, dated Suge Knight, too. Like, Suge came to her rescue. So, like, Dre, before he met Nicole, uh, according to her storyline, before he left her, um, he had left her in a house and cut the, had the lights cut off. So she had no lights, she had no food or nothing. And she has his baby. And so Suge apparently came and brought food and like paid their light bill because he had just stopped paying the light bill. Like he was just dirty to this girl. And Mm so that's how her and Shanite ended up getting together. Um, But that's what I'm saying. Like if he was in it, which, you know, people change. People do different stuff with different people. So I'm not saying he did that to Nicole. What Mm -hmm. I'm saying is if he did, Two million is not enough. That's just what I'm saying. But I don't think I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he treated her. I I mean, clearly he didn't treat her like he treated Michelle because he never married her. Never married this other girl. That's true. But he married Nicole, and so like in NWA in Straight Outta Compton, you don't see her at all. Which everybody that went to see the movie, there was like this big deal. That was like, where is she? Like she was a major part of, especially when Death Row came about like she was a major part of that and she wasn't she wasn't in the story so she did her own it, it came out lifetime mm. so interesting but yeah she like if you listen to a lot of his early tracks 
a lot of the music out back then, back then it's her voice that you hear. Like female she, vocalist. Uh, she's their female vocalist. That's that's what she did. So like I can think of a couple of songs. So like her most popular song is something in my heart, which is her. Mm-hmm. And so like she had she was on a lot of their tracks back then. But you know, mm-hmm. people change. I mean, even um, Easy E in his diss song to Dre and uh, Shook, he talked about Dre beating her in his diss song. Like, he even talked about that. Like, it was like a known fact that Dre was whooping up on this girl. So. Well, I hope my man changed, but uh, obviously, if if he is she getting beat on, then this this obviously this conversation has a complete turn of events. However, however, me personally, I would be of the mindset: look, you give me my money, you ain't gonna <laughs> never hear from me again. If it ain't about the I kids, you ain't you ain't ever gonna like, hear from me. Give me I, like I said, give her her smooth three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. Give her a smooth three, four, five hundred million. Tax free, and let her and let her live her best life. That's what I. That's that's just my mindset. But that's my. If you can't make, really, if you can't make, maybe I'm just of the mindset that you can't. If you can't make two million, stretch. <laughs> come on now, because you asking for twenty. You essentially ask for twenty four million a year. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, who's the say? Because I'm pretty sure she's gonna get the house. She's probably gonna get the house, probably gonna get the cars. Like those are things that cost money. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this lady's expenses are. This lady probably have a whole bathtub full of diamonds. I don't know. Um, if I get if, <laughs> if I were to get two million a month for a year, I would go buy me some commercial real estate and get something off of everybody's little business. Man, you know how much I do? That's what I'm saying. Like, how much like Twenty-four million dollars a year. That's right. And you can't flip that. I mean, she's probably gonna flip it. Like, yeah, I hope she got. I hope she got a financial advisor. You better. You all that money. You better pay somebody something to tell you how to spend it. Cause this ain't right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she got a financial advisor. She probably got her her own team of people at this point. Financial advisors, lawyers, all of that. I'm pretty sure she had to get her own to go to go through all of this. If so, you made it this far into the podcast, please go to TMZ and look at this breakdown. It's quite ridiculous. It's probably a lie. I'm, I'm not going to believe it. TMZ and got Kobe, right? And even if the breakdown was real, she still, this is still probably her just do. So what the lady needs. Listen, obviously, I say if she getting beat on, I, you know what? That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But if she hasn't, and this is like, you just want to maintain your lifestyle. You want to spend, you know what? I'm going to let y'all go to TMZ. Judge, judge yourself. Judge your mama. Not, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> As people say, judge I social mama. media streets. Judge your mama. I agree. Don't judge. Don't judge the good sis trying to get her just do after dealing with this man for 24 years. Big facts. But nevertheless, I hope you've enjoyed this very entertaining conversation on the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast. If you are in need of your own personal uh, personal development, 
I highly encourage you to join the GLC, which is our good life community where we have conversations like this all the time so that you can not have a, a, a controlled environment, but rather an empowering environment that we uh, equip and encourage you with the tools that you need to go out and make your version of the good life. Sarah, is ACT University still open or has that closed? Oh my goodness. Oh, I want to say they have until Friday. I want to say Friday so if the eleventh. Friday, yeah, the eleventh. If y'all are listening and you are trying to do ACT University, I want to say this Friday. Let me see if I could pull up a flyer right quick. I want to say that this Friday is the last day that you can register. Um, let me see. Here we go. So, looking at the flyer, uh, of course, it wants to download quick, not quick. I gotta wait for it to download. I want to say this Friday might be the last day that you can register. Mm-hmm. I wish my Wi-Fi would go just a little bit faster so that Sounds I can... Good. Take time, take time. Okay, so... Yes, so registration ends this Friday at 3 p.m. And so you can go to purepowerfoundation.org slash ACT-PREP. You can register. It is free. Um, It does end this Friday as in tomorrow uh, because this comes out Thursday. So the very next day. So as you all are listening to this, it ends tomorrow at 3 p.m. Yep. So if you have somebody who is trying to go to college and is struggling with the ACT and you ain't got the 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 $500,000 for this uppity uh, ACT courses that Kaplan be charging out the wazoo, honey, you can go to Peer Power for free. And, go, and, and you ain't even got to go in person. It's all virtual. It's all virtual. Anywho, um, shoot, with that being said, I say let's call it a wrap. But okay. unless you got anything else there, hold on, Sarah. How, how are things going with uh, wedding planning? It I know, is I know you, were, you were a little over a year out. It, uh, it's, it's actually going good. We, um, next week, I will be doing our official tour of the venue. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Me and my mom, and I got a FaceTime Ken's mom in. I know, I'm good. You looking at it like, no, it's my sinuses, really. Um, I didn't know what was going on. No, it's my sinuses. And I have the twin on. It automatically comes on. I have to turn it off. Um, we're doing our first official tour next week, uh, which is cool, because me and my mom actually went to the venue like two weeks ago for this event. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of got to see it a little bit. And I ended up talking to the lady who I've been emailing. And so I think they were excited. Uh 
this is good to have your titles and stuff. So like I did not, so I, when I'm out, I don't introduce myself as Dr. Sarah Benson, unless I just feel the need to do that. Um, I know it's crazy, right? Unless I just feel the need to do that. Let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something. You earned that PhD. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did earn it. Um, so I will so, always address you as Dr. Benson. <laughs> soon to be Dr. Loggins. <laughs> when I, um, met the lady i was like oh are you miss belinda she was like yeah i was like oh i've been emailing you i'm sarah Vincent, da, 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 da. and she was like okay so i'm still having a full conversation with her and this other lady who's the hotel manager or something and they're just mm-hmm. going over all the things they can do so i guess she must have went back and pulled up my email because when we left they were like all right bye dr benson i was like okay bye y'all Ooh. And so Belinda has just been amazing getting us in. Like she emailed me the next day and she was like, hey, it was good seeing you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and write up y'all a proposal. I just need to know your fiance's name. I was like, okay, girl, cool. So she wrote up a proposal, um, a really nice proposal that is under our budget. Um, And it includes a cash bar. I think it, I gotta go back. I think it includes cash bar. It's under our budget. Um, it's actually what we were thinking. Um, and so we're gonna do the official walkthrough next week. Hopefully we'll be putting a deposit down for this. We, we paid our deposit for our photographer who's gonna do our save the date pictures plus mm-hmm. the wedding and all that stuff in the video. My cousin, shout out to him, which I need to text him tomorrow. Shout out to my cousin for giving me a good deal on a bunch of great stuff that he's going to do for me. Um, it's coming. I'm saying all this to say it's coming together. Mm-hmm. I dedicate one day a week strictly for wedding stuff um, just to kind of stay on top of it so that it doesn't just pile up on me. Um, so, yeah, it's going good. I need, to take, I, need to, I need to call Ken and see because, you know, normally the groom got a whole different story than the bride. <laughs> He's cool. So, like, Ken, Ken is just like, just tell me what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what I've been doing. I've just been telling him, like, hey, we're going to do this. Or what do you think about this? And so, like, everything that I get, so, like, we share. So, he his task was to secure the photographer. And so, we actually signed our contract today. And so, he did that part. My task is to Listen. get the venue stuff together. Um, you want to make some we, money? Be be a good wedding photographer. You will make some good money. Good money. Real good money. So and my cousin, my cousin's giving us a really good deal on his services. Um can't beat deal on his services. Uh I'm not gonna say all that because y'all might want to use my cousin. He don't get that type of let, 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 your, let your cousin get this money. What I'm saying is he ain't gonna do for y'all what he doing for me, is what I'm saying. Oh. Right. That's what I'm saying. The deal that he's giving me is it's a family deal. But no, but what my cousin is doing, he's going to DJ, do the photo booth, and do the audio for the wedding and uplighting for the reception. Which literally saves us almost like thousands. Four grand. Thousands. Of a good four grand saved from my cousin. Like that photo booth alone mm-hmm. is good too. By itself. It's a good two thousand. Listen, next. Have you, have you seen the people have photo? Did y'all have a photo booth? Uh, I don't think we did. I'm thinking about it because you got to remember our our um 
Our entire wedding was in the botanical garden. Right. The wedding reception was in the same place. All they had to do was just chill. Um, right. But yeah, I don't think we did. Now I think about it. Wasn't important to us. <laughs> Our photos were the most important thing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to have a photo booth mm-hmm. so that people can commemorate. Com- I can't speak today. So the people can right. Yeah, that. We're going to have all of that. It's going to be it's gonna be a really good time. It's going to be like a really fun, fun day. It's not going to be long. We're going to just give y'all enough to have a good time. And y'all going to go about your business. So, <laughs> why you put your head down? Yeah, we- <laughs> So we y'all gonna get y'all gonna get what y'all get and then we gonna go about our business. Goodbye. <laughs> That's what y'all gonna get. Like it's not gonna be like I think we said the wedding's gonna start at like 2 30. Mm. And we're gonna be done. We're gonna be done by like 6 30, 7 o'clock. If that. Like done with wedding and reception. All right. It is what it is, fam. Right. So don't bring <laughs> just be quiet. It's RSVP only wedding. Uh, give us that five star review on iTunes. <laughs> like, share, subscribe on YouTube, and share this with somebody who really needs you. Really needs it. Uh, bring it to you each and every single Thursday. Until then, keep living your version of good life, and I will. We will see you next week. Bye. Y'all. <laughs>